This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hi, my name is Joe Iracy. I'm the Vice President of Enterprise Risk and Internal Audit at Robinhood Markets. I'm going to be speaking to you today about modeling for market risk. There are many risk factors that could give rise to market risk, including geopolitical risk, monetary and fiscal policy, changes in interest rates and foreign exchange rates, but it also includes terrorist events and natural disasters. The need to model market risk has grown as the operating environment has become more volatile. This volatility has increased the potential for large and frequent asset price swings. Consequently, regulators have increased the expectations for banks to develop extreme but plausible scenarios for their modeling framework. This podcast will focus on price risk, value at risk, stress testing, and scenario analysis. The first up is price risk. Price risk is usually defined as the risk of a decline in the price of a security or portfolio, but price risk can also include inaccurate pricing, especially for the more complex instruments. After the initial investment or trade is made at the agreed upon price, price risk becomes a consideration. Of course, for any investment or trading strategy, the first question that must be answered is, what is my investment objective? The answer to that question will determine the type of investment needed in order to execute the strategy. Thus, modeling becomes a consideration at the decision-making stage of executing on an investment or trading strategy, and the complexity of the instrument determines the type of valuation model that's needed. We've seen many headlines where losses were experienced on portfolios where trading positions were mismarked, as well as where valuation models were inaccurate based on the economic conditions and modeling assumptions. Value at risk, VAR, was first introduced in the 1990s, and it continues to have a number of strengths. It is widely used and in general has become an accepted standard. VAR relies on statistics. It is a single number and its meaning is relatively straightforward to both communicate and and interpret. It's flexible and can be applied to various asset classes. As with any model, it also has weaknesses and limitations that need to be understood. VAR, like every model, depends on the accuracy of its inputs and assumptions. It doesn't measure large losses beyond the confidence level. Thus, it does not measure worst case losses. VAR is also challenging for large portfolios with many positions because of the need to calculate the correlation among the various holdings. Different VAR methods also yield different results. For example, there's historical VAR, parametric VAR, and Monte Carlo VAR. Each is suitable for different situations, so care needs to be taken on which to use based on the situation. VAR continues to be a useful risk measurement tool, but its strengths and weaknesses need to be kept in mind. Its usefulness becomes strengthened when it is combined with additional ways of modeling risk. Stress tests are one way of compensating for VAR's limitations of not taking into account extreme losses. Stress tests are computer simulated models that test for extreme but plausible events. These scenarios can be used on historical data or hypothetical scenarios built from assumptions. The objective of a stress test is to identify potential weaknesses within firms and portfolios and to measure how well either could sustain adverse economic or market conditions 
from extreme tailwind events. Stress tests complement VAR and have proven to be a valuable addition to the risk management tool set because stress tests can be used not only for investment portfolios, but also to stress test for liquidity and capital of firms. Legislation has been created after the 2008 recession to expand stress testing. There seems to be more and more stress testing coming as the market volatilities continues to increase on a yearly basis. Stress tests are built from assumptions, thus are very subjective and could be difficult to interpret objectively. Also, stress tests do not assign probabilities for the various scenarios. These weaknesses could make the results challenging, not just for management, but for regulators as well. And stress tests do not easily lend themselves to backtesting. Despite weaknesses, stress tests have proven to be a valuable addition to the risk management portfolio. While stress testing is usually focused on scenarios for financial liquidity and capital stress scenarios, as a comparison, scenario analysis can have more risk factors that take into account a highly volatile operating environment and the interrelationship of risk. This requires assumptions to be identified about the future and to determine appropriate responses, but care should be taken on the construct of the scenario analysis in order to keep it focused on warning signs for potential threats and opportunities. Scenario analysis can be very flexible, and while economic assumptions are usually a part of the scenario, it could also include things like a breakdown in internal controls that leads to a large loss and headline risk. Strategic risk from a new technology development that disrupts the status quo is also another possibility. Scenario analysis and simulation exercises could also help toward ensuring business resiliency because even a firm that has a top risk management program will come up against a risk it did not anticipate or plan for. Simulation exercises cannot address every type of event that could possibly impact a firm, but they can assist in making sure a firm has monitoring mechanisms in place to identify emerging risk, escalation protocols, and a framework for both event management and crisis management. You can read more about this in the article in the RMA Industry Insider that's also available at rmahq.org within the blog section. The article will go into further detail as to the best practices for stress tests and scenario analysis, and it will also go into strengths and weaknesses for stress tests and scenario analysis. The case for business resiliency has been growing because of the changing market and amplified volatility of the last few years. Advances in technology have allowed a continual improvement in our ability to monitor and model risk. But to properly develop models and scenarios and to anticipate extreme but plausible events, the management of risk needs the level of expertise that can only come from intellectual capital. Tools are only as good as the people who use them. Thank you very much for your time.